Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and a Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker of a fifth season. Today, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 2 of Fringe, Night of Desirable Objects. My name is Charlie, and joining me today are David and Nick. Hi, I'm David. And hi, I'm Nick. Hot, uh, that's like that's the normal take on Rise yeah. of Skywalker, right? Like that's, that's everyone. Lukewarm? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, not even Luke liked that episode. Um, <laughs> that's the ice cold take on the Rise of Skywalker. I think the only so I have like a notebook in front of me which has like all my episode notes. The only reason I think I had that is because. My girlfriend and I recently just watched the entire sequel trilogy because she yeah. had only ever seen uh, Force, Force Awakens, Awakens. And I was like, oh, you have to see how bad it gets. Oh, man. You guys want to hear something really funny? What? Uh, I haven't seen um, either The Force Awakens or Episode No, I remember eight. this. I remember this. You told us this when we were seeing Rise of Skywalker. You, you, you told nice. us this three minutes before Rise of Skywalker began in theaters. And we're um, like, oh, wait, oh. why are you here? Well, yeah. Well, no, I didn't see it with you guys. Uh, no, I, I saw. No, I saw it with my family back over Christmas. Oh, okay. I saw it like, just as it came out because my entire family was like, "Hey, let's go watch this." And I was like, "All right, I'll go watch a, a Star Wars movie." I've only seen the the original trilogy, and now this one was Rise oh, of no, Skywalker. It, just uh, you, it was your girlfriend, just, and I, three of us. I no, it was just you and me. Oh right, your girlfriend didn't want to see it. It was just us. <laughs> and I, I was laughing the whole time that was that time when we were seeing a lot of movies with nick though as well the three of us so i think oh, that's, why, that's why we, we saw... thought nick was there i don't know what you're talking about we saw two we saw, movies we, we saw, saw detective pikachu with him yes Ooh, nick. He, but those were two of the most Pokemon. those were two of the most dramatic movie scenes like showings i've ever been in so oh, they stuck in my memory yeah so yeah, that Detective saw, Pikachu was rough. And not because of the de- movie. I don't remember we, any of that movie. We don't have we to go into it. We, no, we saw we Detective Pikachu. We shouldn't And go then into something it. bad happened. And then, what did we see after that? We, we um, saw uh, John Wick 3. And then yes. we saw oh, Spider-Man was a month later. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, uh, exciting once, is what it was. Once again, let's move off this depressing talk and on to <laughs> Fringe. I don't know. Oh, no, we haven't done um, oh, uh, recaps. Yes, what has everyone been up to in the week since we've recorded? Oh, man, um, I've done some stuff. What have I been up to? Um, you go then, because my life has been pretty constant recently, which is uh, nice. I went up and did like a like four-day camping trip up at Algonquin Park, which was a really good time, uh, and then went and saw... Um, my partner's uh, family and uh, was introduced to some unique Newfie food, which was a good time. Ooh, Newfie what, food. What unique Newfie food? Um, so, you, you know, when you like buy cod in the uh, like in like the grocery store, you, you get like the mm-hmm. normal parts of the cod. So the fishermen get like the fancy parts of the cod, we'll call it. Um, yeah. So I had cod tongues and britches. Ooh. Um, Good luck on figuring out what britches are. (laughs) (laughs) So when my parents first came to Canada, they lived in Newfoundland. And they used to tell me stories of how they would basically, they had very little money. So they would go down to the docks where the fishermen were coming in. And they would just like watch the fishermen gutting all the fish. And then they would take the remains of what the fishermen were gutting. And then just make stew out of it. Yep. Because they had no qualms with eating the guts of fish. 
That's very fair. Then they used to walk down the coast when the tide went down and just pick up mussels off of the, um, like off of the uh, rocks. Uh, so the only thing I can find for cod britches is it's just roe. Yeah. Ooh, eggs. Delicious. Mm-hmm. It's it's not eggs. It's it's the the egg makers. <laughs> Semen. No. The the other ones. Ovaries. The ones that, yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, it was the the tongues. I, I enjoyed the tongues. The britches were fine. They were just a little bit chewy for my uh, for my liking. But yeah, we had fish and brews, which was a good time. I'm sure. I'm sure if you season it properly, it tastes good. Seasoning tastes yeah. everything tastes good. Oh yeah. Well, it was it was like nice and battered and fried. It was tasty still. Oh, that does sound delicious. It, it I don't know. Tasty. I really really want some fish and chips now. Damn. <laughs> my uh, my grandmother grew up in. Uh, nova scotia i believe mm-hmm. and she talks about how lobster was poor people food yeah because it was so abundant it's you knew your family was poor if you were going home to have lobster that night mm-hmm. it always sounded but, weird until nowadays when i mean you can go yeah. down to the east coast and get a mclobster the mcdonald's as well yeah they'll make their way up here if lobster occasionally ever gets cheap yeah Everyone's it's like once every we'll, we'll couple get them years. for like we'll get them well no we'll get them for like a, a week or two a year for sure because they'll do like the like taste of Canada around Canada Day thing mm-hmm. or they'll do yeah. like different ones. Well, technically, lobsters are immortal; they don't die of old age. That does not make them immortal, David. Just because I mean, they... <laughs> I mean, hey, they don't die of old age. Yes, but every lobster that like. <laughs> Every lobster knows its mortality. <laughs> so every lobster is keenly aware that it is trapped in this fragile shell that we call the mortal coil. Well, no, the, and the, it haunts the, them. The real, the real problem with lobsters is like, yes, they they are they are immortal in that they don't have, die of old age. Instead, um, they just keep growing uh, over time. Yeah. Uh, until eventually, they don't actually have the strength to molt anymore, and that yeah, kills them. Because they gotta molt, they gotta shed their uh, shells and regrow bigger shells. But eventually, they get too big, and they die in the process of shedding their shells. Yep, so, it just and, takes too much energy. So, what sure. a beautiful metaphor for human growth. <laughs> Either shed your shell or die. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, technically immortal. Yes. <laughs> What if you, you can get a lobster to, and then just feed it with an IV to give it enough energy to shed its shell? Listen, you can have a pet lobster that outlives you, David, but I cannot promise you that that lobster will live forever. As soon as you die, I'm cooking and eating that lobster. Exactly. You monster. <laughs> All right, so what have I been up to? Ooh, I played a, a tabletop RPG uh, a couple days ago as a player for once. Ooh. Oh my god. Um, it's called Lancer. It was included in that um, giant itch.io bundle. Oh, nice. But essentially, Lancer is um, mechs. Um, so on the scale of mechs, you have like realistic military-style mechs, which I would say are like, um, uh, what's a good example? Like Gundam? Like the later, the more recent series of Gundams, like Gundam Seed and such, have sort of like all mechs. Mechs are like for the military, and like they are like they are just commonly used by the military. And then you have like the super robot genre, mm-hmm. which is more like Gurren where you have just mechs are these weird things that we have and we use them, and they're basically superpowers. Lancer's a bit more on the super robot genre, 
where you're your special pilots and you all have essentially magical mechs given to you by eldritch horrors uh eldritch horror uh artificial intelligences that have massive 3d printers that print you mechs interesting okay and it's incredibly fun it's a very simple system if we ever have some free time we should play a one shot in it it's very fun definitely you, you have piqued my interest also david you'd be so proud of me on those camping trips um dur- during the uh during the evenings because um you know the, the sun goes down and then you can't play cards anymore mm-hmm. um i ran everyone is john for two of those nights uh, oh, everyone is john is so good <laughs> despite the fact that i've never played that one with you before so i went purely off of the only things that you've told me of it and said fuck <laughs> it <laughs> it's a very simple game i'm sure you missed out some of like the actual mechanics but it's a very oh, simple yeah. concept all I did is I had my phone with me and I had a die rolling app and I just I would just roll a d20 every time that they they tried to do something and then if they rolled like shit you know they they their consciousness would slip. Yeah, there's um you probably missed the bidding mechanic. That's probably the only real big thing. I have no so idea fun. what you're talking about when you say bidding there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, um, we'll talk about that later. That's... Yeah, we can do that off. But yes, uh, no, yes. um, Lancer is super fun. I piloted a mech called the Guilt Trip, which nice. was a support like mech that was all about repairing other people and using drones to disable opponents incredible uh, a healer and everything <laughs> yep that's that's me when i play D I play cleric or paladin or bard wow david go branch out and do something other than heal absolutely not go be your dps every once in a while it's a fun time <laughs> absolutely not but what if your entire party were dps that or I play necromancers. Necromancers are the best, but that's because I can summon other people. That's still a support. That's just a different kind of support. <laughs> you are it's, still technically healing people. You are healing yes. the dead back to life. It's just it's slow healing, is what I I remember. I played a D and D character that was a Kenku, and Kenku aren't very smart, and he was a necromancer wizard, but he thought he was a cleric, <laughs> and he referred to what he did as slow healing. And it's just like it's hey, it just takes a while, but eventually they start moving again. These are my friends. I healed them. And he just <laughs> followed by four zombies at all times. <laughs> all right, we are straying dangerously close to turning into the D and D podcast. David wishes this was. Oh, true, right. Charlie. What, what were you going up to? to steer us? Oh, I was gonna go jump. Um, nah, man, you said what you were doing. <laughs> uh, work. Uh, girlfriend and I took a trip up near Barry to visit uh, some of her family, which was very nice. nice. Uh, we went fishing. I caught nothing. Classic. Um, she caught two fish while we were in the boat. Damn. Fancy. Um, what I'm hearing is yeah, you were pulling a... at David while fishing. Yes. Well, did I didn't tangle break, the did lines. Did you break one of the reels? Oh, yeah. By the way, my dad fixed that. Um, he was very oh, confused about what happened. I have no <laughs> idea how that happened. It was so tangled. I don't, don't understand how. Uh, we did find out that... Um, the lake that they i didn't go swimming thankfully uh the lake that they were swimming in though uh had a fairly large snapping turtle just kind of oh, chilling uh, around it, uh, that, that we like noticed fun. after they were done swimming because <laughs> we were fishing off the shore and then i look down and i go that's a pretty big fish to be this close to that has a shell and four legs and a head and a tail oh that's a snapping turtle that's Ooh. fine that that can take your toe yeah <laughs> I think I think it would have been too scared while they were they were splashing around in tubes. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh, this is a nice little getaway, and then yeah, just work. Yep, yeah. nice. All right, Charlie, All right. Now bring us to, to the, the TV episode. guide.
Time, time to reads. The team travels to rural Pennsylvania, where they find that a construction worker's disappearance into a subterranean passage may have larger implications. Meanwhile, Walter uses frogs as guinea pigs for reality-shifting experiments. Really makes it seem like that's a B plot. <laughs> what what plot is that even like it's it's it, hardly it ever wasn't even up. a plot it was a single scene yep <laughs> they, they had some frogs in that one scene boy they did <laughs> it was a single scene and then never mentioned again <laughs> don't worry about it listen they needed their b plot and it this was the most exciting b plot that they could come up with which wasn't like <laughs> olivia struggles um with remembering her journey or something like that you yeah it doesn't sound as good uh but yeah let's let's hop into this episode um so yeah we uh open up and we are out in some as it's mentioned some rural pennsylvania um you've got those scarecrows there's this construction crew uh ominously close to some train tracks um yeah so so my favorite thing about like watching an episode of fringe um is like in the opening scene, if you haven't read the TV guide, what's what's going to kill someone this week? Like, what's happening? Um, <laughs> I is was. It, is it going to be that backhoe? Is it going to be the train? Is I it going to be a scarecrow? Uh, not appreciating the vibe of anything going on. <laughs> <laughs> the slow, especially like they did a slow shot of just the crow sitting on the scarecrow and the dude just looking at it. I'm like, I don't like any energy. <laughs> What's happening right now? Fucking Doctor any- Who scarecrow bullshit going to happen? I really uh, thought it was going to be like a bird situation and that crow was going to kill him. Um, I forget the the name of the series. And it's killing me. But it was a YouTube series I used to watch where these guys would do like uh, MSTK style over video game cutscenes. And every time a crow was on scene, they would go, hi, my name's Russell. And that's all I can think of <laughs> okay. when I see a crow now. Is, is it's, it's Russell Crow. <laughs> oh, that's, that's horrendous. That's not even a good joke. That's so truly it's like terrible. A, a bird is like eating a dead guy's eye, and it's like, "Hi, I'm Russell Crowe, and this eye is delicious." Oh, see you later, and fly off oh while they're doing God. this commentary. Oh, it was so good, and that's all I can think of. That's all I can think of when I see a crow now. That's unfortunate. Um, what, what we get here this time, though, is that it's none of what we initially expected. Um, no, it's, it's not the train. It's not the backhoe. It's none of the construction equipment. It's just this guy going off and like uh, see. I don't know why he just like walks over the scarecrow and is like, "Hey guys, I'll be back in a second. Um, and we're he looks we're like hearing... he was um, rummaging through a bag or something, like he was grabbing something. Yeah, and we we hear uh, a news report in the background talking about how another person's went missing. And don't worry, all tips are anonymous. My favorite part about missing persons cases. <laughs> uh... <laughs> um, but yeah, he finds. Like it initially looks like a like a handkerchief or something like that, um, until you realize that it's actually liquid. There's a hand there. Yep, yep. I didn't like this. I didn't like this at all. <laughs> but yeah, there's like this. Uh, there's like this blue liquid and like a hand in it. Um, and he like goes to like brush it off. Um, and that that handkerchief is uh, definitely not a handkerchief. Um, 
and he's gone in one of the goofiest things. Um, I, I love the, the dragging underground is great. Uh, it just any he, he any drag underground scene is fantastic. It's, he disappeared oh. so quickly; oh. it was just like gone. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about all of them. It's just like the ground just collapses and they're gone, but then it's back. <laughs> Yeah, and then but then it closes back up and hides the fact that he fell in underground. Uh, but yeah, we've we figured it out. It's not actually the scarecrows this time. Um, it's it's whatever's underground. Um, is yeah. I think I wrote down creepy zombies at this point. Just yeah. creepy oil zombies. Yep. Also, if you weren't a hundred percent convinced that they're filming in Canada, here's a CN rail train. Oh, oh okay that. so that is a canadian thing i yes <laughs> that is I, canada rail i saw the cn rail and i was just like hmm <laughs> hey guess what we're we're to uh we're to canada now and don't worry we'll get a little uh notification of that very soon when uh <laughs> they're in bc now right yep they moved over to bc to film yeah yes uh but yeah we've yeah we fortunately cut away from that terrible situation. This time, um, uh, what what really upsets me about this one as well, we, we don't even have, like, there's no scream this time. No. No, it just cuts to the cold open, or to well, the no, uh, opening scene. Yep. It, it cuts, well, like, he gets pulled underground, and then they give you the creepy, like, children of the corn, like, every horror movie ever, shot from the field, like, you're the one peeking out through the grass. Oh, yeah, as yeah. As his buddy's like, Raymond! Raymond, where are you? And then... Raymond, it, where are you? Where'd you go, bud? And then it goes into the credits. Everybody loves you. Where are you? <laughs> Raymond, your wife just announced she's pregnant with twins. Deborah! Uh, they, they didn't mention that before, <laughs> therefore it's fine. Also, uh, I'm going to point out because, um, David, this was something that you know you were going to track all the time. Um, I don't know if this also happened in the previous episode, but we got some new words in our title sequence. No. Oh. I stopped tracking. I do. <laughs> what new words? Um, so on the first uh, little title sequence, uh, one sec. Well, let me just get it. I know one of them is Claire Audience. Um, you've got ESP. Claire Audience. ESP, Hive Mind, and Claire Audience. Yeah, no, he's he's not wrong. It does say Claire Audience. Huh. Yep. I guess like clairvoyance, like as in you're seeing things in the future, but Claire Audience, as in you're hearing things from the future. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, is it's... Parallel Universes new? No, I think Parallel Universes was already Because we have Cryonics, Parallel Universes, Astral Projection. David, you would know this if you kept up with these like you were supposed to. You guys to. told me to stop. <laughs> uh, Protoscience might also be new. Um... Um, from episode one, I don't see Parallel Universes in it. So I think we do have new words um, this time around. And I think these are new words for the new season. Um, and it wasn't in episode two either. <laughs> and that's when I stopped. No, I tracked episode three. It wasn't in episode three. Uh, yeah, I think they. I think they just changed for the new season. Um, I just. I just four. noticed. I just How noticed this long time. did I keep tracking these? <laughs> oh, episode five is when I stopped. Okay. <laughs> nice. But yeah, no. Um, we... but episode yeah, we five is when we that. gave up on the joke. Yeah, <laughs> Basically, we cut from that to Olivia in a hospital um sort of getting ready to leave and she's looking better yep she's only got a couple cuts on her face now um mm -hmm. that's nothing Pe nothing weird about that um and her hands are totally fine um 
she's totally not like shaking and probably has you know some some nope. semi no PTSD. PTSD. Nope, nothing like that. Get right back to work. Yep. Who cares about recovery time? Here's Don't your gun. See a therapist. Here's your gun. Have a have a cane. Good luck. Did uh, she, that's the fringe. They motto. gave her. I thought they gave her her gun last episode. She's had the gun the entire time. She has, but here's a cane now too. You're good to go. She Get was back sleeping with the gun under her pillow. <laughs> well, no, she's, she's now an armed doctor house. <laughs> Basically. And also significantly, significantly more attractive, Doctor House. <laughs> Ooh, hard disagree. <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't Hugh come Laurie, at Hugh Laurie like head that. Out of your ass. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you insult Hugh Laurie? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you should be. But, anyway, uh, yeah. Peter. Peter helps her like get checked out of the hospital because she's like, I want to get the fuck out of here. If I left anything, they can keep it. Yep. And he helps her get into the car, and we get a very very sweaty charlie looking at her from we also car. it's also a very weird like the the initial like look like the uh it's you're you're watching it and you're like hmm this isn't a good camera angle something something bad's happening here yeah because it's yeah. not charlie it's a shapeshifter wearing his skin i don't know what you're talking about that was about, that was charlie killing the shapeshifter in the last episode um so i have him I have so many questions about the shapeshifter that we can talk about later, but I just wrote so many just questions <laughs> about them as this episode went on. I'm excited for that. <laughs> I'll bring them up as I ha- thought them. Yeah. And Peter, like, Peter seems to know that, like, sweaty, not Charlie is staring at him. So he looks around and in, like, two seconds, Charlie is already driven off. Or sorry, not Charlie is already driven off. Yeah, no, he's he's smart. Yeah, he's he's got those those shapeshifter smarts. What um, <laughs> what nickname was he given? A nickname by the community, or do we have to come um, up with? I'm looking at so hair. I'm on TV tropes, and it just says the shapeshifter who was who has killed Charlie Francis. So uh, let me let me see. Think... I'll I'll look it up right now. You guys keep talking about how we what about like to our friend our, our um, friend underground. What about like something simple like? Something to relate to, like, a body part. Like, knee leg. What if we call him <laughs> that? That's a very simple name for a shapeshifter. <laughs> oh, there's a reference only the three of us will understand. <laughs> hey, hey, David. Hey, David. You're, you're forgetting where that actually came from. I forget what it was. What the original word was. That's, that's okay. You'll never know now. <laughs> I have it written down somewhere in my notes. Yep, good luck with it. Um, All right, so um, yeah, Neelag the shapeshifter is watching. No, 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 Charlie, Charlie Fakesis. Um, I like Fakesis. I'm, 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 I'm cool with Fakesis. Uh, I'm trying to see if there was like an original one because, like, uh, Charlie, you know what I'm talking about. But like, yes, oh, I do know what you're oh. talking about. I also oh. want to say Fakesis is good, but also makes it sound like it's fake ISIS. It's <laughs> okay, now we can't do it anymore. Now we gotta change it. No, no, fake what ISIS. About is fakely? <laughs> what about fakely? Fakely? Fakely. Okay, fakely it is. Ugh, I, I hate it so much more than Fakesis. <laughs> so fakely is sort of keeping track of Olivia still, which is all kinds of sketch. And already this episode fills me with so much unease, especially because I don't know where Fringe is going anymore. So 
I don't appreciate these things. <laughs> but then it gets worse when we cut back to that poor construction worker who is oh, in yeah. a tunnel surrounded by skeletons. Yep, and yeah. his legs his legs are certainly blue. Um, also, he's missing part of that, that one leg. Yeah. Um, and like, there's like dog corpses. Some of these are human remains that still have like some tissue on them. Some of them have cobwebs and are just skeletons. Oh, it's, it's not. Oh, oh, I forget. They show you the thing already, and it's like worse Gollum. Yes, it's it's yeah, really it, sad Gollum. The in monster terms of design quality, in this in this episode <laughs> were was not good. <laughs> they they pulled a real um, season one. Uh, Sanic. <laughs> <laughs> he looks oh, so yeah. bad. He looks terrible. Because monster- I, I, I'm assuming it's a full CG creature in that one scene. Because they have the eyes glowing. It like it looks menacing as a still frame. But then you see it move and you go, did they do a stop motion claymation? Because <laughs> <laughs> the leg moves and it like holds for like two frames too long before the knee bends again. You're like, that's not that's not right <laughs> yeah yeah no it's 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 not particularly good but yeah no we got a monster um and he drags away raymond yeah to and, his death yeah at the time I, I just thought he was like that raymond was just trying to drag himself because you know his legs were kind of eaten but uh... <laughs> <laughs> nope just raymond yeah yep. that's the end for raymond yep <laughs> and then we get a little resolution to um broils being like hey congress you're gonna fund us you motherfuckers <laughs> and, and he's it's also going just th- talking to peter about it and i'm like wait is peter in charge now <laughs> well no I peter th- pulls out a lot of stuff here um yeah i think it's more because like peter gave him this is like peter's initiative too he's like i'm all in on mm-hmm. fringe yeah i will help you save fringe so broils is like i'm gonna make you more informed and he doesn't really have anyone else to talk to because i'm sure charlie's out of meetings well, and mean, olivia's in the hospital so from their conversation it sounds like because peter's like oh are they funding everything we want and then bros was like well they only like we can't yeah. find that plane yeah <laughs> like, it's hard to find that cargo s- plane he wanted a c-130 <laughs> yeah so it sounds like peter came to bros and went hey this is what we need for the fringe division <laughs> which and it's is like incredible just, <laughs> peter's just uh, sort of like taking charge while olivia's uh, been for- in the hospital For those who don't know, the C-130, otherwise known as the Hercules, carries other planes. That's how big this thing is, is it carries other planes. I don't know why they need one. Listen, they they got big plans. Um, But we do get the whole, hey, by the way, um, if you're wondering why we're not going to see the old uh, Peter and Walter Diggs, uh, because, you know, we're in a new filming location, they also bring that up. Oh yeah, they uh, yeah. get a new they get new housing. They get new housing, and I'm like, ah, clever. That's that's a very good way of just being able to be like, don't worry about that. We're filming somewhere else now. Because uh. <laughs> the lab's easy enough to uh, like recreate anywhere, but their their little hotel space is hard to recreate. Yeah, and it, yeah, so uh, yeah, no. And speaking of the lab, um, let's let's cut into the lab. <laughs> yeah, because Peter brings up the the case he's like people have been disappearing into thin air that six dis- disappearances in the last like something or so months yeah and bros is like very okay. similar yeah he's like this sounds fringy keep an eye on olivia though mm-hmm. just ominously let- yes well i think it's more like 
with the handshaking, it's like she's not okay. Everyone knows she's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you know she's not okay, why are you sending her in the field? I just listen. This was this was 2010, David. Uh, the workplace, like you know, health and safety was not a thing. Like that didn't come <laughs> into existence until like 2014, 2015, right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> she should not be going into the field. She should be getting so much therapy somewhere. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you know, because PTSD isn't a thing, she walks into the lab to see. Uh, Walter and Astrid recreating her car crash I thought, using I a frog. S- I saw this and I was just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, really? The first thing Olivia sees is the recreation of her accident? It's fine. It's it's not uh, her accident. It's just a car crash. Nothing bad happens. <laughs> and this this always just bugged me. This always just theme- seemed like, hey, we need to bring up her accident again in a way that like she needs to brush off like she needs to ignore her trauma but we also need like oh remember those fun science experiments because this just this is just like the entire thing you hear in like i don't know seventh grade physics where it's like oh hey the possibility exists that you could throw a tennis ball at a wall and the tennis ball will just go through because it's just atoms and they could always shift out that minuscule possibility exists. And Walter's just going, if I fling a frog through the air enough times, it'll go into a parallel universe. Fuck it. I do That's all that this one. is. Yep. And I do like how we then do get because, you know, it's a new it's a new season. We gotta we gotta explain parallel universes again. Uh, we get Walter starting to explain parallel universes to Olivia. Um, and you're watching it and you're like, oh no, 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 no. Why do they have to be this Not explicit again. with it again? Why? So many and then times. partway through, Walter just goes, oh wait, I've talked about this already. Oh no, Olivia gives him <laughs> yeah. a look. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, I've already explained this. And she just nods. Which, fuck, I wish you could do that in video games with NPC dialogue. I wish you could I mean... do that in real life to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't. Olivia what's, did it. <laughs> what's the term, David? More concise? <laughs> Oh, um, conciseness of language or something? <laughs> yes. I do Which love is... that concept. That would be great. Oh, such an amazing concept. If only. <laughs> if only we lived in a dystopia. I, I'm, Sorry, I'm happy more of I'm... a dystopia than we do right now. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't think we do? It's more fine. More of a dystopia. Don't worry about it. If you don't think about it hard enough, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we in the scene in the episode? <laughs> um, so we okay, so we get the we get the whole parallel universe explanation, uh, and then Peter's like, "All right, time to go," um, and uh, drags Olivia away to Pennsylvania because um, it's just like you know a hot uh, a short like hop, skip, and a jump. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think we should go back and just mention the fact that Walter very just kind of. And it only works because it's Walter's character. But he's like, hey, I, you were missing from your car for an hour. Before, you know, you came back violently crashing through the windshield, almost dying. <laughs> and he's like, I thought you were dead. And I'm very glad that you're not dead after you violently crashed through your windshield. Hey, do you yeah. remember that? Do you remember violently you remember crashing through you, your windshield? You violently <laughs> crashed through your windshield? Like, he brings it up three or four times in a very, like, matter-of-fact way. And that's... Again, that's just them being like, Olivia needs... We need to show that she's ignoring what happened to her. Olivia does refuses say, like, to cope. Your memory should come back with time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that 
traveling to an alternate reality has consequences. Very Which is, again, statement. so yeah. ominous. It's it's so... I realize it's the beginning of the season, so they gotta start seeding all of these, like, foreshadowing elements and stuff, like, now, but it's just so obvious. Like, they did a way better job, I think, in season one of being casual about some things. Well, listen, they, you know, they had to make sure but that they that's... had their viewers hooked now that they had, like, seven less minutes per episode. Yeah. <laughs> But that's also easier to do when no one knows what direction the show's going. Yeah, this I guess. one like it's very like, obvious at the start of this at the start of the season where the show is going um, for the season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you say this, but then today's episode was about a weird like monster child killing people in Pennsylvania. So who really knows? And the B plot was very uh, was very season driven. <laughs> Uh, but oh, yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they arrive in Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, um, Walter, Peter, and Olivia. Yep. And they're and... chilling at the. Uh, they're just chilling at the construction site. Um, interestingly, the sheriff is like, "Don't remember inviting the FBI," and I'm like, "Hey, that means they're not allowed to be here." <laughs> yeah, yep. Basically, but don't worry about it. Once again, they're a special investigations unit. It's fine. Um, he does even bring up like, "Hey, the FBI have very specific laws about what they're allowed to do." That happens later, and I love how they get around that. Uh, <laughs> it's like uh, there was a show called, or no, it it was Criminal Minds. I thought it was a different show, and the they go and investigate something, and they're like, "Sorry, we don't need you here." Like, not, you can't even be here. This didn't cross any state borders. And one person goes, aha, but the killer mailed a letter across state lines, which means it falls under federal jurisdiction. I'm like, that's bullshit. That's so bullshit. <laughs> um, that would never hold. But yeah, Do we uh, have that requirement in Canada for the RC- RCMP to investigate things? I don't. No, I don't know. I don't about our, about our, uh, I don't structure. think so because a lot of things do just get handed off to the RCMP if they're big enough, and like the well, local police can't handle it, right? Well, and well, you've also got the open RCMP, team, right? R- RCMP, yeah. Out- outside of Ontario and Quebec, the RCMP doubles as provincial police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's inside what I. That's of what Ontario I... and Quebec, they're strictly federal because mm-hmm. we have our own provincial level. Oh, okay. But oh, like, so there's yeah, no like if you, Alberta If you commit police. a big enough crime oh, okay. in like Saskatchewan, the RCMP will hunt you down for a provincial level crime. Yep, because they don't have the Saskatchewan provincial police. Yeah, I guess we don't have the population out there in the prairies to justify a provincial level police. You might as yeah. well just use the federal organization. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. All right, back back to the back to the episode where we have our our good. Uh... Our, our good friend, the sheriff here, um, making sure, <laughs> honestly, this time, doing a very good job of having Walter not fuck up the evidence immediately. Oh, um, man, just Walter doing what Walter does and just alienating this dude, like, right away. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really love how they then hand him an evidence bag, um, and he's like, excellent, this is mine now. <laughs> and he just walks away with it. <laughs> just sniffing it. No, did you, <laughs> did you guys skip the killer insult he gives the sheriff? Oh yeah, no, that was a really good oh help. yes. <laughs> Where they he's were all like, held oh, back all... by our gene pools, and obviously someone relieved themselves in yours. No, he doesn't even. He doesn't even like we're all victims of our gene pool. Someone peed in yours. <laughs> like he's not even like polite about it. He's like someone pissed in your gene pool. You sack of shit. It's it's really good. <laughs> you inbred Pennsylvanian hillbilly. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> so 
aggressive for no reason. You've just met this man, Walter. Why? Walter just does what he does. Um, Walter going hard is what's happening. But yeah, um, they uh, get get this evidence. Um, they head back to the police station to pilfer some evidence, pilfer some more evidence, um, because honestly, that's actually what's happening here. Um, yep. And yeah, no, you see Walter taking samples so he can take it back to his lab, because obviously the police aren't just going to hand over all their evidence to some <laughs> FBI people. Yeah, Kinda he syringes cool. some blue... He syringes some blue slushy into a test tube. Yep. Um, Gonna be delicious. It, it does I want delicious. a blue... I want a slushy now again. Oh man, I want some blue raspberry. Just anything. We talked about this in the season one or the season one episode with the uh, pyrokinetic. Oh yeah. Where Walter shows up drinking a slushy, and we're like, yep. I want a slushy now. I want a slushy again. Listen, it's summer. You can get your slushies. It's I know. The summer time. That means Summer's leaving the ending, house and going though. to Seven Eleven. <laughs> Summer's yeah, ending, fair. Nick. It's gonna be over soon. It's, it's, it's fucking so weird to me that it's gonna be over soon. So crazy in the garage. It's okay. I was talking to someone at work about summer ending, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm so sad. I can't go hiking anymore." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't leave the house anyways. <laughs> so my life doesn't change too much." <laughs> yep. But yeah, we're, anyway. we're we're back in the uh, we're back in the police station. Um, Olivia, like the the sheriff, basically brings up, "Hey, what the fuck? Why is the FBI still here?" Um, <laughs> and Olivia zones out and starts listening to a fly. There's nothing weird about that. Uh, yeah, I thought this was just like PTSD kicking in at this point because she just completely ignores the dude. Yeah, yeah. And then Peter goes off, and we get um, our title drop. Which they don't do very often. No, no, and not very it turns often. Out, it turns out Night of Desirable Objects is a fishing lure. Yeah. A style of fishing lure yeah. that Peter is apparently familiar with. Mm hmm. Because Peter and just him... knows a little bit about everything. Yeah. Hey, look, character development. Hey. It's happening. <laughs> but also, we, we once again also get Peter doing his, his darndest to actually, you know, help. Uh... <laughs> yeah. He's being real friendly with the sheriff, getting on good terms with him. Yeah, no. Well, I think he also just basically saw Olivia not responding and decided to cut in, yeah. cut her some slack, is what I read from that scene. Peter, Peter yeah. went, all right, my charisma check's higher, charisma's higher than yours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me roll on that one. <laughs> and then, yeah, and the, the sheriff gives them the files they need because he's like, this guy, night fishes, he must be an all right folk. <laughs> he's cool. Um, <laughs> And then Olivia calls um, Fakely. Mm-hmm. Ah, that sounds so bad. It's so bad. Calls, we're, gonna, we're gonna figure out a better one. Calls Fakely. Fakely, and... Fakelyses. <laughs> Just not good. And, and asks him to do to run some names, and he's like, "Yeah, I can do it. I just got to run a couple errands first. And then we cut to him, and he's in an alleyway really looking just like uncomfortable and not okay so this is where my first question came up where it's just like has like fakes us just fakely just been doing charlie's job this entire time <laughs> like has he just yes. been doing fbi work but <laughs> effectively like no one's been like man yeah fakely doesn't know how to fill out an arrest warrant anymore i don't know why he just <laughs> it was complete garbage <laughs> listen the important thing to recognize is he got a high-ranking fbi um like Agent, like, position. Yeah, he got a decently high-ranking one. So, like, worst case is just like, hey, do my work for me. Just like talks to a lower person. Like, 
did I'm gonna get, go. I'm gonna go off over here. <laughs> did he get? Did he get Charlie's memories or something? Because he uh, he assumedly has to go home to Charlie's wife and like convince her that he's Charlie. And presumably they've slept together in the time, so he's had to like yeah. not been weird about that situation. And she's been shocked at how much better he is, <laughs> or worse. <laughs> like he's like a completely different man. Like there's gotta he's be something. He's like a man possessed. <laughs> I I will say, David, if you can change your shape, why wouldn't you be good at just like general infiltration? Unless yes. your name is Neil. Well, but you'd, you'd hope yeah. that you'd hope that they were. Uh, you'd hope that they. You know, the fact that they were trained as soldiers meant that they were literally trained for this. <laughs> yes, but there's like there's a line. Like I assume I don't assume like you train your frontline like assassin to also be your deep cover infiltrator, right? And, like, th- him taking over Charlie's body was definitely, like, a spur-of-the-moment thing. So I can't imagine them having, like, any intel on his home life or his personality. So the fact that he's been able to, like, convince people he's Charlie either speaks very poorly on Charlie or very highly on this shapeshifter's ability just to improv... He's really good at it. Don't worry. And about just it. roll with the situation. Well, so because you, notice, it takes, you like, notice every time that he's talking, he makes sure that the other person leads, and he doesn't actually say very much. Um, yeah, but it only takes one person going to him and asking him a question, and then him not knowing the answer for them to go, "Hmm." Oh, sorry, man. I've been under a lot of stress at work. Yes, I completely. But when you know shapeshifters are a thing. Yeah, but yeah, they, and you're pretty sure you killed it. Yeah, you're and, pretty sure oh, that it's dead. <laughs> oh, I just, I just, I no, this this bothers me. Like, there's no way he could have gone. Because how long has it been since the last episode? Presumably quite a bit, because Livia's out of the hospital now. Uh, uh, I don't think it was very long at all, is what I'm going to say. I think usually, it was like maybe a couple days. Because she was nowhere near walking use, though, last episode. Normally, I will say you can use air date as like roughly the time in between okay so at least we'll say a week then so then he's been he's been impersonating charlie for a week going home to his wife like having dumb mundane conversations like just the just like the random like small talk you'd have to make should like give him away well so the other thing to remember though uh is that maybe he hasn't because like we don't hear anything about charlie's home life at all and maybe charlie just isn't going home and it's just but we know he has a wife we saw it in the last episode and we know that people know he has a wife because olivia talks to her and like asks her questions yeah in that episode yeah but if charlie you know gives his wife a call and goes hey i'm you know you know i i I think we need to be taking a break um and just goes with what Do you, think, do you think his wife is then going to call the FBI and be like, hey, the fuck is going on with my husband? No. I you mean, gave me that memo about shapeshifters. I feel shapeshifters. like she would call Olivia, at least. <laughs> Regardless of all of David's uh, plot hole poking, Charlie goes and to the uh, typewriter store and goes into the back room and says, uh, Target, trust me, she believes that I'm her partner awaiting instructions awaiting your instructions and he does not look okay he's like clutching his stomach yeah there's there's something very very wrong 
he looks yeah. ill yeah like something's not right with him yeah it's not it's not a good look for him um but yeah we cut back um to olivia and peter now back in uh the lab at harvard uh, and going through all of the case, like all the missing persons reports, um, and man, that, those are some quality, you know, info that's been put in those reports. <laughs> They're yeah, so what's, bad. <laughs> what What's one of them? His mother makes a mean apple pie. Yup. Uh, one of them is like this dude likes wearing plaid or yep. something. Oh yeah, she likes flannel. Yeah, yep, just seriously. terrible. Um, Walter's back using that blue slushy stuff, um, but like being really bad at science. Um, yeah. Because he gets it all over his hand, and then he goes, huh, this was weird. <laughs> my hand's completely numb now. Yep, my, my hand's paralyzed. Um, that's fine. Though I do like See? the way that he brings that up. because he Yeah, no, mentions. it's great. Oh yeah, he's like, I gotta, I gotta pee. Well, no, he's like, I intend, I intend to urinate in 23 minutes. And Peter's like, yeah. that's good to know. Um... Okay, why do I need to know this? And Walter's like, well, because you're going to have to help me with the zipper, because this is a paralytic and my hand's paralyzed. <laughs> Makes you wonder how many times Walter's, like, had to think, like, he's, like, thought about these, like, witty things at night and been like, in case this ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he plans it? I think he's just witty off the top of his head. It seems more <laughs> like it. I don't think he goes to bed every night and goes, hmm, witty things to say. <laughs> if this happens, then this. <laughs> oh, there's just one big if-then code. <laughs> oh, so he's a neural network. Basically. Oh, oh truly monstrous. <laughs> um, Walter does do some analysis on the, the stuff, and he goes, hey, this has male DNA in it. Uh, like human male DNA, mm -hmm. so it's not a complete monster, I guess. It's from mutated human DNA, I think was yeah. his suggestion. And then Olivia uh, does do some pattern recognition because she's good at her goddamn job, <laughs> uh, and notices that there is a common name popping up in a whole bunch of files in the victims for a man named Andre Hughes. Yep, so it's time to go investigate Mr. Hughes. But uh, before oh, they oh, can oh, even yeah. before they can even like do a scene with him and you can be like, huh, maybe he's suspicious, it shows you in the tunnel and Hughes like well, no, walks you up. You don't see his you don't see his face or anything, just a boot. Um, oh yeah, and then he looks at Raymond's corpse and goes, Oh hell, and then it pans up and shows you that it's his land. Yes. And, like yep. it pans up perfectly to his mailbox. Yep. Really good transition on that one. Uh, <laughs> really convenient that the creature left that guy's body directly underneath his mailbox. He was hungry <laughs> and had to drag it around. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, uh, Hughes also has one of those spooky uh, scarecrows. Once again, still not a part of the episode, but it's fine. Um, they're there. But hey, spooky scarecrows. <laughs> he, also, he then also shows up. He announces his presence by putting a muddy shovel on the ground behind them not suspicious at all yeah. um, they're immediately put on alert by that by the way it's it's very much like hmm people keep getting dragged underground and now this guy with a muddy shovel uh, well they don't know that they're being dragged underground do they they know well they know that they disappeared i think they know they went down um i think they they just disappeared to them they don't know if, like 
But he's like, oh, I I dig water wells. That's why I'm all muddy. Don't think nothing of the mud on me. I just spend a lot of time <laughs> in the ground, not with a murderer or anything. Yeah, I'm, just... I'm not suspicious at all. Nope. <laughs> this is this is all not suspicious behavior. Yes, this, this is, is fine. How a non-suspicious man acts. Yes, correct. FBI. Let me uh, let me let you into my house. Uh... <laughs> That's what a non-murderer or murder accomplice does, right? It's totally fine. not suspicious. <laughs> do, 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 do. And then we get Olivia zoning out again. Um, yep. This time, though, uh, she's hearing breathing, um, which is kind of spooky. Uh, so, David, Very spooky. Way, I, I've got a, I've got a question for you. At any, okay. like, what during this part of the episode, what did you think that Olivia was like? I just thought these- she was having like. A PTSD attack, in all honesty. That was what I wrote down here for uh, this scene. Just, uh, Olivia's having PTSD and needs therapy and rest time. So, like, yeah. So, so the thing that, like, kept popping into my mind, obviously, like, I have seen this, but this is not, like, not relevant mm-hmm. to that. This is just what plopped into my mind every time I saw one of these. Was It was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if what she was hearing was not from our side? Uh... So, the other thing I thought, but I instantly dismissed because we've memed on it so many times, was the ghost network. (laughs) 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 That she had somehow cut into the ghost network. Oh, man. But we know that's not true. How excited would you be if it actually did make a comeback? Like how, I would be shocked because of the long play you guys would have done. How, how, like if, excited, how excited some, would you be if it solved like the big issue at the end of the entire se- series? If if season five was just the Ghost Network, like yes, like if that's why we thought it was terrible was because it was just the Ghost Network, but thirteen episodes. I would be <laughs> uh, truly amazed. <laughs> I think even, like, a three- or two-episode stint in, like, season four would have been perfect. Yes. Just, Broyles comes up and he's like, someone's on the fucking Ghost Network. <laughs> yeah, we've been, that shit? we've been monitoring that shit for years. No one's been on it. We've just been using it, because, you know, it's there. Uh... <laughs> yeah, someone's talking on it, and things don't look good. You should investigate. <laughs> Turns out we found a band of frequency beyond the ghost network we call it the super ghost network (laughs) (laughs) okay anyways back back to the episode so olivia's hearing all these sounds and she decides to go upstairs to investigate while peter sort of after um, asking if there's anyone else in the house and the guy is not suspicious at all and just kind of sighs and goes no (laughs) totally unsuspicious and then leaves the rooms like I'm just gonna go, you know, make you guys some tea. I'm gonna so, leave these federal agents unattended in my home. Olivia goes upstairs and is having this sort of like freak out zone where she has her gun out and she's like sort of looking around and she she's in like a, a lab. Yeah, it definitely looks like a lab because there's a bunch of beakers and like chemicals and stuff. And she, she rips open a door to lead to like a cupboard with some random things, and she kind of like size but then like oh no a voice behind her she spins around shoots and misses thankfully because it's just peter and she nearly kills peter so what would you do if joshua jackson was suddenly like i don't want to do this anymore and they killed him right then that would be amazing <laughs> i would be shocked it would be amazing so so david question for you because the mm-hmm. other thing that you've been doing is you've been trying to like point out how they're going to make sure that when they go to alternate universes that they don't have to like merge with themselves 
Um, do you think that this one would have any plot relevance there? No, because the, <laughs> our Peter is already alternate universe Peter. Oh, that's fair. And you already believe that alternate universe uh, Olivia is dead from... Yeah, and alternate universe Olivia died in that car crash. Excellent. <laughs> so, obviously, that's what it is. Can't wait to figure out how you're going to kill off alternate universe everyone else. <laughs> Alternate Universe Broyles is obviously not banging Nina Sharp, and that's the only difference. <laughs> that's the only difference. And it's made him a monster. It's just alternate Broyles. Alternate Broyles never got divorced, <laughs> and so he never bangs Nina Sharp, or is still banging Nina Sharp, and is therefore the worst for other reasons. Oh, ne- never got caught because Nina's the reason for his divorce. Ooh. <laughs> that's some that's some spicy lore (laughs) anyways we've been going for so long guys we gotta get through this episode describe just spicy lore anyway we gotta get through this this episode episode. who wants to marathon through the last bit of this episode half of the episode episode. it's nick's job why is it always my job you do the best job of it yeah okay go so we can do like a 20 minute discussion and this episode can just be like an hour 20 oh god all right um okay so um we have just had olivia have her little freak out um she's now uh interviewing our totally not suspicious dude um and is showing uh all of the like suspects um like images and seeing if she can elicit any sort of reaction um Guy's like, yeah, no, I like just wanted to like help these people. I didn't know them, but you know, I lost some some folks myself seventeen years ago, um, <laughs> and I wanted to show my support um, because we we then learned that um, his uh, wife died in childbirth um, and his son died as well, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, we're shitty people. Um, he's just you know, he's, he's just, just a, a normal father. <laughs> He's just, he's just, you know, a very sad, normal dude that used to be a doctor. Don't worry at all about how, you know, three years, he, he quit being a doctor in like 20 years ago and his wife died 17 years ago. Um, that part's totally fine. Um, but yeah, um, we then continue the investigation. Broyles joins Peter and they discuss, hey, um, we, we're just not like holding this guy or anything. Have you gotten anything out of him that we can actually hold him for? Um, the guy realizes, yeah, no, they they don't have anything on me. Um, when Olivia's like, hey, uh, I want a blood sample, um, which, understandable. Um, if you're not being held for any crime and you're just being held under suspicion and they're like, hey, we want a blood sample from you, no, don't give them the blood sample. That's, that's reasonable in my mind. Also, a really good moment just good broil stare where he's like hey i heard olivia's gun went off and peter's like yeah misfire and broils is like yeah sure it fucking was and just <laughs> right. like but he says that with a look yeah and, and obviously like okay you gotta file a pretty big report every time that you fire a weapon and i, I like yeah. the idea of it was like yeah no don't worry peter was nowhere around um also i think this is the very last mention of agent jessup um doesn't happen quite yet um okay we pass into olivia going back for um her exam uh basically being cleared um you know just having some like witty comments with the doctor you see some nasty <laughs> bruises on her back yeah and you realize ooh, she's still really not okay there's a reason she's got that cane um 
And Nina comes in and goes, hey, how's it going? Um, and we get this sweet little Nina bonding scene um, where she likens uh, Olivia's spooky car crash to her cancer. Um, mm-hmm. Well, she also says uh, Burroughs has kept her appraised of the situation, which I wrote down, yeah, he has, you slut. <laughs> <laughs> Through pillow talk, of course. <laughs> David. I'm so upset because now every time that anything's mentioned on that... <laughs> yeah and uh nina gives her uh a note saying hey sam weiss he's the man who helped me after my arm was taken and i had this thing he can put she uses the words put her her back together again yeah because she's basically like hey the mental aspect's always harder um in a lot of these sort of things um than the physical and olivia Olivia's like, I don't need a psychologist. And Nina's like, he's not a psychologist. My favorite way to put that of like, you know, the abrasive, I I don't want to talk to anyone about my mental health. It's like, don't worry, this guy's definitely not going to talk about your mental health. Um, And then because I was wrong, um, Agent Jessup does appear in this episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I I honestly do believe this is her last on screen. um, It it is. Yeah. Yes. She is immediately dropped as a replacement because Meghan Markle went on to date a prince. Don't worry about um, it. Uh, was this I think the, no, this was 2009. She went to Suits first, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then dated a prince. But um, she finds a Bible. So I'd like and... to point out that because go, this is based purely off of the previous episode as well, with Jessup uh, being very, very into the whole like religious side of this. So she finds yeah. the one little cupboard that's got the cross on it. <laughs> yeah, they keep they keep the religious thing on her. Uh, but she finds a Bible, opens it up, and it's got a newspaper clipping of, I guess, the local town newspaper. That front page that day was, hey, this dude's wife and child died, cause unknown. And I'm like, that's a little bit cruel. Yeah, um, I don't think it's front page. Uh, but also, that should be an obituary, not actually a news article. That's like yeah. really, really in bad taste. Um, and there's a note from the town pastor, and the pastor's like, this was God's will. And I'm like, that's even worse. Well, no, he yeah. puts in, don't blame yourself, it was God's will. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which and, um, and- can be taken as there was something suspicious, or also just, hey, uh, almost everyone blames themselves when, you know, survivor's guilt is a thing. Um, yeah, and so they go, hey... Um, I guess Jessup talked to Olivia and was like, uh, he might have killed his wife and child from like the evidence I found. And so they exhume the remains and hey, they find a tunnel underneath um, the the child's casket. And you're like, oh, that's not that's not OK. Also, the child's but, definitely not in the casket and there's a hole. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, which, also, ooh, this no. it's it's interspliced with him in the holding se- or in the interrogation room, and it always makes me cringe because he is taking the the wire cage around the fluorescent lights, and he is biting it to bend it with his mouth, and his mouth is all bleeding. Oh, it's and a very I, visceral scene. <laughs> I do not like that scene. It was at all. It was rough. It was, it was a rough scene. It was really visceral. Um, also, I was very shocked. So, like, okay, once he had like some of those wires out and things like that, if if you're trying to if you're trying to commit suicide, why why break off enough of them to hang yourself? There are better ways when you've got you know bare metal electricity. Wires. 
When you have a wall socket? Yeah. When you got a wall <laughs> socket and you got, like, sharp metal objects? Like, oh god, why? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, he yeah, does end uh, up hanging himself. Surprisingly, uh, no one comes and checks on him. There's no security camera in the room. Uh, and he has several, probably hours to himself to deface this room and um, yeah, hang himself. Listen, the, the FBI is going to get in so much trouble for this because I don't think they did get a warrant for him. No. This is, <laughs> and this so is like... a person they were holding with no warrant committed well, suicide. No, you can, you can hold rooms. someone without a warrant. He yeah. can't involuntarily for questioning. You can hold him for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Hours, but, but also, you're still, still getting so much shit for this. <laughs> yes, but who's going to sue on your behalf? On his behalf? No one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the yeah. worst part. Uh ACLU's not picking up that case. But um, yeah, I do like how FBI I... gets to bury him in the backyard and no one finds out. Oh, it's oh. terrible. Uh I do then like how um it's like a certain amount of time has passed because you gotta remember, they went to Pennsylvania to dig this up yeah. and then <laughs> they came back. back. Um so this is like the next morning and Olivia's like going in to go and interrogate him. And the guy opens the door, and um, our, our our friend is very, very dead. And the guy is shocked. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, is this the kind of shock of, oh, shit, this is the first time I've opened this? Or you opened this earlier, but just didn't want to say anything, and we're hoping that no one would notice. <laughs> like when you break the photocopier, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to leave this for the yeah. next person. Someone else will find it. Um, it's fine. And then you imagine just Olivia just, like, grabs him and is like, hey, I need you to come unlock the door for the for the uh, person. He's just like, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> it's going to be on and me. Then I... I like to believe it was Charlie's job to go check on him, and this is the this is uh, fakely not doing his job properly. Well, I mean, in a, in a later scene, Olivia is yelling at Broyles like, "How the hell did this happen? Wasn't there anyone watching him?" Yeah. So, no, um, we do we do get a lot of just like this was like horribly incompetent. Um, don't do this again. But that well, is Walter. Yes, Walter does uh, an, an autopsy on uh, Mrs. Hughes, the mother, and. Oddly enough, the second house reference of the episode, uh, she had lupus. Yep. Even though it's yeah. never lupus. Um, My brother-in-law has lupus. Huh. Oof. Sucks to be him. Yeah, that sucks. Um, but yeah, she she has lupus. And um, Walter's like, yeah, no, um, she obviously didn't have a child. And that's why that grave is empty. Um, they were lying to the town. <laughs> it's she couldn't have a child because the lupus would have killed it. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, due to it's like making her immune system overreactive, I think is the explanation given. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what but, lupus is. Yeah. But we then, then splice back to uh, Pennsylvania, where the sheriff is now um, putting uh, like oh, basically yeah. like putting yellow tape around the house because it's an obvious crime scene. Um, especially now the guy's di- dead, but I don't think he yeah. knows that yet. Um, <laughs> he puts some he puts some stakes in the ground, and you just get a little bit of earth like grass bulging up next to the stake to yep. let you know something's digging underneath there and then olivia's in the fbi building yelling at broils and she hears some beeping and she looks across the parking garage they're in and it's some dude like in a rush answering his phone and she zones out and broils is just like dunham are you like what the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> and he's staring at her like what the hell you shouldn't be at work what am i doing Yep. But also then it's like, go do your job. Because uh, we cut back to um, them, them finding out that, yeah, no, uh, there were some classified military files about um, Mr. Hughes. 
and the work that he'd done oh, yeah. uh, to <laughs> make his child, because he went to some extreme lengths. Um, yeah. yeah. So, there's such a thing as a donor. I think even in the, even in like the nineties there were. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Surrogates. Cause it turns out, yeah, the, the wife did give birth, but it was to a super baby because the baby had the genetics of similar to a scorpion and a mole rat. Scorpion yep. and something that dug underground. I do like how they don't actually mention it. They're just like probably a mole rat, but they don't actually know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it's his, Walter was like, this was his research, he was trying to make a super baby. Yeah, and all of a sudden it makes sense, all of a sudden it makes sense why he quit being a doctor three years earlier, before his wife gave uh, birth. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we get, our, this is like, we, we get a lot of, like, genetic, like, alter, like just, like, altering. Um, yeah, gene I mean... altering. This is, this is not the first time that we've had person gets their genes altered. Um, yeah. It's a very oh, sci-fi kind of vibe, so yep. it makes sense. And then in some very rough uh, CG, this this part did not age well. Um, the sheriff is finished putting the stakes up, and he sees a little like crack in the ground start to form. Oh yeah, this and that's scene. the rough CG is that Earth falling away. Oh, I think just because was... it's a black void after that, like there's no like, hey, here's his crust, mm-hmm. um, and it accelerates towards him, and they do the horror camera yes, dollies I love the, the whole the horror camera on it <laughs> yeah and then there's a puff of stock effect smoke i mean there's a puff of dirt yep. and the sheriff is gone oh and also all the dirt's back to normal don't worry the sheriff's just gone um yeah, it's fine no evidence the, of anything the super baby is actually an earthbender yes uh it's the only way this is possible um so they go to the house and they're like huh i wonder where the sheriff is he's gone Yep, and we get two um, two great little finds. Um, Peter's being slightly more impressive, and then he finds like dirt on the walls, and is like, hmm, "This wallpaper's <laughs> suspicious." Tears it down, and then kicks open the door behind it. Just um, amazingly, yeah. it's so and, good. Yeah, and he he finds a nursery. Yeah, and then Olivia closes the door and finds a second door behind the first door um, because that was well hidden. Um, and yeah. goes down there. Um, and sadly, Olivia's is significantly more interesting than all the cool antics that Peter got to pull um, because yeah, Peter comes and follows her. <laughs> and they find dog teeth. Yeah, and then they find dog skull, and then they find other people's skulls. Um, yeah. And uh, in a whole, like, it's a big scene of them finding all of this. <laughs> yeah. And then Super Baby comes and, like, pulls peter down well no pulls olivia in uh oh yeah. does it pull olivia in first? pulls olivia in and peter goes down oh, yes. uh to chase yep. her yeah and we get oh it's the first oh, actual yeah. scene of the like of the the demon baby and you're like i oh, really no. thought they... they were gonna do the thing where we never see it in order because you know, the second you see the monster if it's not good it ruins it for you and then i was just like oh they're doing the smart thing we're not gonna see it. oh no no we're seeing it oh it's terrible this is a terrible monster <laughs> this is just this is just the man baby but the second time um was all i was the... thinking when i saw this because <laughs> it still got its does it still have its umbilical cord as well or I don't think so. Um, I, thought it was a I, I just was tail. trying my best I not was, to look at it because yeah. it was just ruining it for me. On, yeah, no, because the the practical on this is wonderful. The makeup and costume for this thing is great. Oh yeah, no, it's the I fact that it's it. not CG at all is is impressive. It just looks really. It just the, doesn't. The look opening good. scene must have been done before this, or 
they didn't have it fleshed out yet because that's 100 percent a cg creature in the the pre-credit scene yeah hold open but this one i don't know it it like yeah so it pulls olivia down bites her on the shoulder and drags her in uh peter gets into a fight with it and it bites his arm um and peter like gets some poor guy's like femur or something and And stabs it fucking stabs him And the super baby like freaks out and tries to tunnel away. I love okay. But so so the kind tunneling, of the, the tunneling was amazing. Um Well yeah, it's just like two extras off the side throwing dirt while this poor guy in a suit like scrapes at a wall. <laughs> well no, well no, he doesn't scrape at the wall. He humps the wall. Like, yes, he humps the wall. He's very much humping the wall, and it's great. I love it. Um that made that made the entire scene for me. Like the 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 monster was just horrifying and just like gross um i i hated the the way they off the creature where it like oh, the daleks machina it, the tunnel collapsed and the cop cruiser pins and kills it absolute oh, no. crash ending just have one of them shoot it come on it's such a trap like hey have olivia shoot it and have that be a bit of like she's better but but also uh, no. whatever um they they clean it up and then they find out that Hughes was actually he was putting big traps around the property in the tunnels because he was trying to catch his son. So yeah, we should feel bad he wasn't a bad guy after all. He um, did you know put up bear traps for his son? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then um, and then Olivia is <laughs> yeah. And then Olivia is in the car uh, back in Boston. She's she's riding with um fakely and she's like hey what if i don't want to remember like what if my brain is correct in keeping what happened to me away from me and fakely um, has a great reaction to this that is not suspicious at all and olivia definitely doesn't call him out on it as well um where he brings up parallel universes and the first thing that came to my mind was, did they ever tell Charlie about the parallel universes? Well, no, I thought it was interesting because uh, Fakely doesn't just say like, oh, but what if like whatever you learned in this parallel universe, like, he specifically says the other universe, yes. not just another yeah. universe. He says, whatever you learned in the other universe must have been important, which I'm like, mm, Fakely, you're not good at your job. <laughs> He's obviously good enough, though. Um, yeah, he's not. He, he's I boo earns uh, on everyone for not realizing Fakely's fake. Well, because he he says it, and Olivia's like, never thought you'd be able to say those words with a straight face. How far you've come, and yes. she's like, hey, you've taken the step into the fringe team. I'm glad you're a believer now, and just like everyone, they're happy that he's getting a bigger role in the show. And that it's totally him. I don't know what David's upset about. Uh, has he been fucking his what? I just, <laughs> I just can't. I don't he's, understand. It's just a man possessed. He's really good at his work, except for where he doesn't want to do it uh, because he doesn't want people asking questions. Uh... Yeah, and then we get we haven't really had this yet, or this episode at least. We yep. get our nice Peter Walter moment where Peter's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go fishing," and Walter's like. Oh, who are you going fishing with? It's that so, must it's be a nice a trip. Yeah. Yeah, because Walter fully is like, oh, it's not me. Fuck it. And Peter's <laughs> like, oh, well, once there was an 11-year-old boy that wanted to go fishing with his dad, but his dad didn't go. His dad and, was busy all the time. Yeah, and went fishing. And then Walter's like, oh, well, can I come along then? 
and doesn't re- realize that it was him. And yeah. Peter's like, yeah, sure, you can come along. And Walter's just happy <laughs> to be involved. And I'm like, character development. I love it. It's, it's a very sweet moment. It's a very sweet moment, followed by our still suspicious Olivia moments um, mm-hmm. of Olivia's superheroing going just a little bit too far. Um, and why yeah, you realize she's... that superheroing is a bad ability to have. Yeah, she's in the tub and it's like the bubbles popping. She can hear them. She's hearing neighbors talk, have an argument about something. And it's like there's an insect on there's a fly on a windowsill, like all this stuff. And she's like slowly, slowly going crazy. I think she hears like the electric hum yep. of the lights and all that stuff. So she can't take it. So she eventually somehow makes her way to the address Nina gave her, which is a bowling alley. Yep. And she's looking for a Sam Weiss, right? Yes. Yes. And the dude's like, listen, if you want a bowl, it's only 15 minutes till close. Oh, Sam Weiss? Oh, he doesn't, he's not here anymore. He met a girl and uh, moved. He moved to Georgia. Moved to Georgia for a girl. You're like, hmm. All right. It's like, ah, Olivia's like, understandable. I'm going to leave now. Understandable. Other people have lives. (laughs) And he's like, what? That's it? You're giving up, pussy? It's really good. She, this was, um, and she's like, what? And he's like, if you really want help, you have to fight for it. Which seems like a fucked up thing to do to someone with PTSD. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, Nina told me you'd be coming. Um, also, like, hey, have the headaches started yet? And she's like, huh? <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't worry, they will. <laughs> Which is terrible. <laughs> Which is, again, ominous. And then uh, our last scene is Charlie at the typewriter, and he's like, Target visited other side, but remembers no details, please advise. And the response is, unacceptable. If she can't remember on her own, then make her remember. (laughs) Then do something to help her. And then it's just fakely looking real sick in that room. Oh, not fakely fakely looks sickly. Yeah, I also really, oh, I, I love I love just like Charlie at the typewriter just sounds, I, I don't know why, I just really like how that sounds. <laughs> you should buy Charlie a typewriter. <laughs> I have one downstairs I could give him. Wow. Uh, there are typewriter keycaps that I've been wanting to get, but apparently their quality is not good. Nerd. <laughs> All right. So, um, also, Sam Wise, that's uh, Professor Professorson from Community. Oh, oh my God, it is. It is. <laughs> so, um, Professorson made a. The... Her name is Professor Professorson? It was Professor Berg. We had to change it because of the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> An amazing um, line. The, the cipher for this episode is Mirror. I don't know what to draw from that i'm pretty sure it's just a reference to the typewriter um yeah probably okay yeah i'm just parallel Um, universes in general i guess and then the observer stands in the field near the hughes's house as agent jessup investigates inside so the opening scene where she walks up to the house he is in the field oh david you're gonna be so upset at this one this one is also so (laughs) next episode hint which i was so excited that i thought they were done with season one but now they exist still this one is a little bit more like front and center i will say than some of the other ones like 
All right, just hit me. All right, so David, um, do you remember last episode? Um, <laughs> Love how he starts the <laughs> last episode. Um, there was a fictional name okay. on signage in front of a building. There was a fictional name on signage in front of a building. No, I, I do not how recall. You phrase this. these like you wrote them, even though I know you're reading verbatim from a dead wiki. <laughs> Thank you, what? thank you, Dead Wiki. So, David, if you were to look at this fictional signage, <laughs> you would look at it and you would say that it was gibberish. Um, and uh, you would be right. Well, it's, it's just a law office, is what it sounds like. Because um, it is, yeah, it is Gruno and Dunder. Uh, okay. So, well, hey, Nick, what if? What if you rearrange the letters? Yeah, okay, like Gruno and Dunder. What I do you hate get? Both what, of what you do you get with with Gruno and Dunder. David, do underground you get any ideas? Under Gruno and Dunder. Yeah, yeah. underground. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That that would be it. I hate it. I absolutely <laughs> hate it. This is a stupid show. We should stop the podcast. <laughs> Let's just do a D&D podcast. Let's do a Lancer podcast. Let's play with giant mechs. No, this is this is really good. I love these. I love these these next episode hits so much because I'm never going to catch one. Uh, I will say this is not the last time they use anagrams for this. I believe. Oh no, I haven't looked at any of the any of the future ones. I don't I don't look at them beforehand. Um, like right now, um, and it makes me way happier because then I read it and I get excited. I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> all right um any any special stuff this episode david Ooh, all right so i've mentioned thing. professor professorson uh anything interesting so they did all of the sound effects for the mole creature with adr because they wanted to essentially give it sort of like an otherworldly feel as well as being sort of more creepy so they cut in sort of creepy moans and barrettes whenever you could basically hear the creature but not see it. <laughs> and they basically layered multiple sounds over it for its sound effects as well huh. to sort of give it like a auditory texture, I think, was what they said. All, all I can imagine is that was like a post, like a during edit decision. And so you just have that dude in the suit going like, <laughs> basically waves around so, so david i've got a really cool uh really cool reference what's, what's your cool reference so um what was that other show that like jj did for a while there um lost like, for this yeah that one um it have, have you seen lost because i haven't uh but uh do you remember any any mention of like the numbers in lost yes i remember the numbers um, do you know the numbers you know off the by numbers? heart david I do not know the hash numbers off by heart. All right. They are we'll give four, you four, eight, 15, 16, 23, and 42. So, so remember those numbers, right? So in this episode, the number 42 is on the side of the bulldozer, the start of the episode. Um, remember when I was saying that Walter like, had to go pee? He needed to pee mm -hmm. in 23 minutes. Um, uh, on the bowling at the bowling alley, on the neon uh, neon sign is the number sixteen. Um, Sam Weiss tells Olivia that there's only fifteen minutes left to bowl, and guesses that her shoe size is a size eight. Um, and during that opening sequence, 
um, the radio show announcer makes sure to tell everyone that he's offering four pairs of tickets to the first four callers. I'm already upset. <laughs> that's just that's not even anything. That's just a little Easter egg. It's a great yeah, little Easter egg. I guess. <laughs> so um the episode was nominated for Best Sound Editing, Short Form Music and Television at the uh, Motion Picture Sound Editors twenty ten Golden Reel Awards. What did it lose um, to? Uh the pilot of Glee. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that that is fair. fair. Um other fun fact, uh Kevin uh Corrigan, uh Professor Professorson or Sam Weiss, was having some trouble sort of getting into the role. And so um Anna Torv actually decided to compare Weiss's or uh Corrigan's character, Sam Weiss, to the Oracle in the Matrix. Sort <laughs> oh, of as a that, as a this is what sort of you should be more sense. This is sort of the atmosphere you should be trying to uh pull. Yeah, no, that that hmm. yeah, yeah that makes a lot more sense to how he plays the character okay nice this is also the um so in january of 2010 so uh that was what uh a couple months later um akiva goldsman came out and said we have not seen the last of agent jessup played by megan markle (laughs) however this episode was the last appearance of (laughs) megan markle (laughs) that's which this is not the last we've seen of jessup that was the last they saw of Jessup. <laughs> Which speaks to me of contract negotiations going wrong. <laughs> Oops. Uh, you just bring her back for the for the movie. For the fringe movie? That's not going to happen. Bring her back for the movie. It'd be great. Uh-huh. Uh, She's a princess. <laughs> uh, someone did point out that um, the, the train at the beginning of the scene is a CN train. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Uh, uh, Canadian National Railway has no routes that go through Pennsylvania at all. I mean, I would be shocked if they did. Pennsylvania is not close to the border. No. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about all I think I have. That we- yeah. <laughs> uh, episode ratings. Um, probably a three and a half from me. Like this wasn't a bad episode, but it wasn't a great episode. Yeah, there, there wasn't fair. anything that really stood out. Um, there was nothing inherently terrible about it either. Um, it was very, it was, it was Monster of the Week, um, which I, mm-hmm. I do enjoy. And they, they did tie in um, with the B-plot, like trying to actually tie in the rest of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like it is, for the character three. moments. Yeah. yeah. But yeah this is a three. This is, yeah. I, this is the most middle of the line fringe episode that we've had in a long time. It's a three, and part of the reason why it's a three is also because this appears on the box art for the DVD. Oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> like they didn't, they didn't mess anything up in this episode. Like, but it's just, it's a fringe episode. Yep. There's, there's not much else to say about it than that. It's a fringe episode. Yeah. It's and okay. It's, it's it's a decent one. Like you know, you're not going to go back and like be like, "This is the episode I want to watch from season two. Um, no, at least this was a me, one but... time. Like I was fine watching it. If I ever marathon the show again, I'll watch it. But I'm not going to go out of my way to see it again. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um. Any All right. Last, uh, any last uh, words that people want to be saying about this? Uh, I think we've said enough words that David might have to edit out at some point. This is a long episode, my guys. 
Yeah, we started recording right around eight thirty. I Don't think. Worry about it. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We never we never cut anything out of editing. That's that's how it works. Um, Why is Scott? Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, if you did, um, give us a like, leave a comment uh, on whatever podcasting service that you are listening to us uh, from. Uh, speaking about po- podcasting uh, services, you can catch us on all the major ones, I believe. Uh, that's that's David, but I believe at the very least um, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Play on the Google Play Store. Um, we are on Spotify. Uh, we're on like all the big ones, uh, and you can also catch us at our home on Podbean. Um, if you'd like to reach out to us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Forsaf, or you can send us an email um, at Forsaf at gmail.com. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.